millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, Tony Storm is all elite. Seth Rollins thinks that AEW wrestlers blasting WWE reeks of desperation. John Cena has said that this AEW star is even better than what he did. And we're going to kick things off by talking about Marco Stunt leaving AEW. I'm Andy Murray. I'm Michael Sidgwick. And this is the news. I might as well do a Wilborn bit. Before we came for I don't know, whatever he does there. He is still in Texas auditioning for the TV show Dallas. Best of luck to him, but JR is already dead, so I don't understand what he's doing. Not the wrestling JR, obviously. We're going to kick things off by talking about Marco Stunt's departure from All Elite Wrestling. This was effectively confirmed last night. Uh, Fightful Select coming through with the report. Marco being informed by Christopher Daniels, AEW's head of talent relations, that his contract will not be renewed when it expires this May. So, um... We've spoken about Marco a fair bit on the news recently, actually. A bunch of different reports coming up concerning his absence from TV. He's not been around since September uh, and his expiring contract. Uh, Joey Janela had spoken about Marco as well, saying that AEW had effectively ghosted him, alleging that AEW had effectively ghosted him, as they've done with Janela a little bit. Um, some details from the Fightful report here. We'll just go through them. Uh, Marco had actually suffered a concussion in October and he'd... Uh, made efforts to get booked by AEW to prove himself worthy of returning, worthy of getting a new contract. Obviously, that now has not happened. Now, when Christopher Daniels phoned him up, he cited budget cuts and the large roster as the reason behind the departure. Uh, Marco has tweeted since then, pretty quickly after the story broke, in fact, saying, I'm good, by the way, or as uh, Effie would say, uh, Marco is fine. So... Marco's doing a lot of stuff at the moment. He's, uh, I can't remember the name of the promotion, so forgive me, but he's helping book an indie promotion uh, from back in the day they used to work for. He's, uh, he does the music style. He's a very good singer, Marco. Don't know if you guys have heard him. Real Ed Sheeran vibes. Although, I'd trust Marco more in a fight than, than Ed Sheeran, I think. But, yeah, let's break this down a little bit. I know um, I'd rather see you get bumped. Yeah. That's Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think would bump better for Lance Archer? Because Marco did a sterling. Yeah, Marco was incredible in that match. So, yeah, like, I mean, looking at this whole thing, I think it would be very wise for AEW to avoid terms like budget cuts coming into it. Obviously, that just... Ins- um, we're not going to dive into this side of it because anyone who is applying context understands the difference between an AEW budget cut and the billion-dollar corporation budget cut. 
Um, still, it inspires bad takes on social media. Saw a great tweet last night stating that the only thing that would inspire more bad takes uh, on social media would be if AEW ran Saudi Arabia and relied on gate receipts rather than money from the regime. So context layers we'll have people in the comment section today posting cry laugh emojis and other nonsense it's fine it's part of the game um, but what do you reckon of all this uh, the departure the nature of it everything yeah let's not use the curve that is wwe to praise aew because i think there's a little bit of a problem with the way in which that they have handled this situation we've heard reports of a lack of communication with various wrestlers who they who they consider surplus to requirements that's not really nice nor ideal in terms of optics or just the nice general right thing to do um, it depends on your perspective what is the more patronizing thing to do is it more patronizing to tell a white lie about budget cuts or just outright say look you're not what we are after right now we've kind of grown past um, a talent of your particular role so maybe in the future we can have a conversation but for now your run is up is it better to be a little bit blunt or to tell what if not necessarily a white lie I'm not privy to the AEW budget but a new story breaking, confirming that a released wrestler has been released due to budget cuts. And we should debuting. maybe not to interrupt you, but we should maybe draw a line between released. It's oh, not released, just departed. Yeah, I know the what e- you mean. The but, expiration yeah. of the contract. Your, we have allowed your contract to expire without renewing it, which again is completely different to released. Sometimes even I get it mixed up. Sometimes we do it all the time. Absolutely. So there's a marked difference uh, between that. But what's the better way of? managing this what's the better solution is it better to say look you're just not what we're after right now the company's moved past obviously we've got a lot of talent to manage maybe one day in the future we can do it or citing budget cuts because the optics of this story breaking the reason cited for the uh, not renewing his contract and then debuting a new talent Tony Storm on the exact same night is pretty horrendous. Yes. I would prefer some transparency personally. Maybe the, the wrestlers themselves would rather have the white lie told if in fact it's a white lie. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you on every single level. I think that most people who are able to apply context do understand the difference between, you know, the, the different financial situations of various companies and what budget cuts means to various people. But you are, yes, you are absolutely inviting people to come at you with those bad optics that you yourselves are creating. Uh, Janela spoke a little bit about how his situation had been handled and it sounded suboptimal as well. We, Me and Wilborn spoke about uh, communication issues. So yeah, like there are definitely lessons to be learned from this from an AEW standpoint. And as far as Marco goes, I think he's going to be just fine. He was getting indie dates coming out of his ears uh, before he signed with AEW. I'm sure those will materialise again. Best of luck to him. Like I said, I thought in the, in the Lance Archer match in particular, he did a really good job of just bouncing around the ring like a basketball. Not that Lance needs help because he's like a pantheon tier squash guy himself, but Marco did a really good job in that in particular. So fair play to him and best of luck to him. Sucks to comment on people losing their jobs, but it's the news, so that's what we have to do. Um, Tony Storm will keep this one a little brief, given that the lads did a what went down after last night's AEW Dynamite. But yes, she is all elite. She's got the graphic. Tony Khan excitedly tweeted, it's Tony Storm during her entrance uh, on the show as well. Uh, she was the mystery opponent, of course, for the bunny in the qualifier for the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, match was about, what, like seven or eight minutes? Pretty competitive. The bunny obviously isn't somebody that AEW just want to squash. You can argue whether or not Tony should have come in against someone she should have squashed. Maybe that would have been more effective. That's a valid conversation, I think. But in the end, Tony got a really good reception. She was really emotional at the finish as well, saying, thank you, I've missed this. You could 
see her mouthing it and stuff to the crowd. Uh, so this was cl clearly quite a cathartic experience for her. Glad to see her here. We analyzed her a little bit yesterday. She's a very promising wrestler. There you go. Yeah, incredibly marketable, um, incredible natural performer. Like obviously, like the emotion was written all over her face. That is good. Um, we talked a lot about how she could be an asset for all elite wrestling yesterday because she's so amiable, she's so young, she's still got so much un like untapped potential. It's a good move, and the more depth to that division, the better. Let's just hope for some consistency in her uh, portrayal. 100% and uh, looking forward to seeing the Owen tournament on both sides. Yes. The men's qualifiers kick off next week as well, I believe. So it's a fun time. What we got on Friday, Jamie Hayter and Sky Blue. That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, next story, uh, we're going to go over to Seth the Chef. He's been at it again, my friends. You know what Seth Rollins does. You know what he does. <laughs> he does that and, then, he's, and then he says things like this. Um, so before we dive into this, uh, I mean, he's quite obviously trying to promote WrestleMania here. So... I don't think, you know, when, when Seth Rollins makes these statements, it's like a bonfire sometimes, but he knows exactly what he's doing. He's like dropping a little bit. We, we disagree on this a little bit, but I, I'm kind of into this stuff, to be completely honest with you. I think it's good value. Um, but yes, uh, this was an appearance on the Sports Media Podcast, uh, talking about how on WWE television recently, it was January as part of the Roman Reigns program with Seth. Uh, he brought up John Moxley, talking about how Mox is an important part of their history together as the Shield, Ambrose, all of that stuff. And he contrasted that with the way that AEW wrestlers uh, talk about WWE on TV, the barbs, the jabs that you either love or hate. I love, I love all barbs, I think they're fun. Um, here's what he said, I'll read it verbatim. Uh, the other side of the coin is the way that it can be used by those guys, AEW, of course. They can do whatever they want. I find it really tacky and very low-brow, personally. Low-brow. I, <laughs> I think it's pro-wrestling. Everything's low-brow. He's literally playing the joke. <laughs> Baby. Um, I think it looks and reeks of desperation, and I just don't think it's anything on our television show that we need to go there and talk down about those guys. I love the language he uses. Uh, they're doing their thing, and they're doing it very well. I'm very happy for them. I am, at least, personally. Are they on our level? <laughs> Here we go. No, they've got a long way to go to catch up to us, and that's fine, and they know that. They do things differently, but for me, my perspective is just a little step. I love how condescending this is. It's a little step down for us to kind of use it as an insult. That's my perspective on it, but people may not share that opinion. I don't think we share the same opinion on same opinion on this. I appreciate the grift. I look, I like it from both sides. <laughs> it's just drama, it's news cycle, keeps us in a job, etc. 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 I'm um, very much aware of who Seth Rollins is working on Saturday night at WrestleMania. Sasha McMahon. It is Cody Rhodes, right? I understand why he's saying this specific thing at this specific time because he can't rebuild this match via the traditional means because it's not really a storyline and he's not really got a promo on screen to work with. But I remember 2019 vividly because I am not a goldfish. So Seth Rollins doesn't really come out with this uh, shoot statement with a degree of credibility for me. No, you're dead right. Yeah. I think he's saying it for a specific purpose, but I genuinely think he believes it as well. Sure. He was mentored in this promotion, handpicked in this promotion by Triple H, who in 1998, rather, easy for me to say, very famously made digs at WCW. That was the policy at the time. It is no longer the policy to acknowledge the competition. If the policy was to acknowledge the competition now, Seth Rollins would 1 million percent be doing it because he's a company guy. Yes. That is the reality. 
I think he thinks it because he likes. He's standing for WWE guy. He, he knows. Just is. He knows who's paying him, doesn't he? Don't buy I. He's getting paid fortune as well. He's he's one of that. He's one of like the top five or six people that is very much safe in that company and will always get a spot. Hundred percent. He knows who he's playing to. Uh, yeah, there we go. Pure chaos when stuff like this happens, but you know sometimes it's fun. Uh, Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. More positive comparison to draw now. John Cena. He's been speaking to Forbes. He had some very nice things to say about one Max Caster. who said is doing a better version of what I did back in the day, obviously, Dr. Orthogonomics, the gimmick that saved John Cena from the WWE chop pretty much and provided the launch pad for a long, successful career. And when he brought it back at Mania, that was fun. Just kicked Elias' ass, really good stuff. Um, I was very tired at this point. So was I, and then and then the music, the hit, and I was like, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's how John Cena's music went. Anyway, uh, two days in a row, that's gonna break the microphone. Here's what he said about Max Caster. He was asked, uh, as part of this conversation, if he thinks he could beat Max in a battle rap. John Cena said the following, I know Max Caster very well and the answer is no, he's extremely gifted. I remember hearing him for the first time and asking a good friend of mine to please pass his information on to me. Collab in the works, maybe. Uh, I immediately checked out his raps out of the blue and I saw what he was doing was spectacular. I wish him the best of luck, but I can't give him any advice because he's punching far above my weight class. He is very gifted. He's gifted enough to rhyme to the beat live where I kind of did my stuff a cappella to let the punchline sink in. Went on a little bit more. Uh, Hip hop constantly evolves. It is constantly moving forward and he is the better version of what I did. He's really, really spectacular. As long as he keeps everything in realistic perspective, uh, he shows great potential. I think it speaks a lot um, to what Max has built for himself and the acclaimed and Bowens is tremendous as well. Um, But one of the most anticipated things, at least online, heading into last night's episode of Dynamite, wasn't necessarily what's his match with CM Punk gonna be like, it's what's he gonna say about Will Smith and Chris Rock. 
Obviously, Max got himself in trouble with the Simone Biles stuff, which he should never have touched. I maintain my stance on that. Um, but it's a gimmick that is very close to the line every single week. And you have to kind of be razor sharp and locked in and able to read exactly what the room is going to react to stuff when you're doing that. Because there's always a danger. Um, he was unable to do that on that occasion. It's a very difficult thing to do. But for the most part, I think the act is still very over. I think it still gets pops. It's very, very funny at its best. He's obviously locked into what is going on in the world. And this is high praise from John Cena, who I maintain has an absolute banger on his track record in Bad Bad Man. Yeah, Bad Bad Man is absolutely incredible. In fact, I actually only heard this because I've never been a Cena guy, realistically. Yeah. I didn't like his work. I don't like his Twitter activity. It's, he's, he's got that kind of aloof, weird, Hollywood, holier-than-thou, superior, I'm capable of being a philosopher. I know you're just a good actor, and you can get money for being in films. You're not better than me. You can't give me advice. Stop talking to me on Twitter like this. Like, he's, he's, gone, he's gone Hollywood weird. Yeah. But yet, at the same time, he kind of makes it impossible for me, who doesn't really like his work at all, to truly hate him, because that is just... Very magnanimous stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like, and it's such detailed as well. So it's, he's clearly not just speaking out of his arse. Yes. Like, you can tell from the, like, talking about, like, how Max raps on the beat and checking out his work and giving precise examples, you can tell he's actually being earnest as well. Which, for a man with a schedule as chaotic as I imagine John Cena's is, fair play to him. Shout-outs to John Cena. Nice. That was nice. Yes. Anyway, you know what else is nice? Twitter questions. Also, you know what else is nice? I forgot to do the ad read in the middle of the video, but this is the last day. If you want to get your hands on our beer, collaborating with our good friends at Top Rope Brewing, uh, who really did all the hard work, we just came up, you just came up with the genius title, clickbait thumbnail with all the yellow arrows. Uh, it's the last day if you're in the UK and you want to order this and get it in time for WrestleMania. As part, you can get individual cans as well as you're compiling a box, but we've also got our WrestleMania box. It's on the Top Rope side, the link will be down below in the comment section. Here's why is the promo code you want to use for free delivery. Last day, get them in in time for WrestleMania. It's a delicious beer. Nice, smooth sipper, but as we pointed out yesterday, you don't want to go too hard on it because this IPA, American, sorry, American Pale Ale, a YPA, is 5.3%. It's a delicious beer. We enjoy the top rope stuff just regardless of working with the guys. Uh, buy it. Yeah. Enjoy. Drink responsibly. Twitter question responsibly. Let's kick things off with one here from Tim Upton who asks, G'day, lads. I'm not going to do... Wilborn's impressions, but I respect it. Uh, with the debut of Tony Storm in AEW, what match are you most excited for? I personally think that her and Jamie Hayter would put on a banger. Yeah, I think that would be very, very good indeed. Who have you got in mind for Tony Storm? Jamie Hayter's mine as well. Yeah. Absolutely, they've both got this like really raw power game that's like really explosive and powerful at its best. Like I love watching bombs get dropped, yeah. and I think it'd be a really good competitive back and forth. And they've got a really good character dynamic as well because they have a similar physical physical ring style but um, Tony Storm's great at generating sympathy Jamie Hayt is like a really good dickhead heel so I think the, the physical chemistry should be there and the character contrast is there as well so that's a great take that's the one I'm into as well absolutely um, one I would like to see and it's kind of a lazy one because Thunder Rosa is the women's champion but I think they would mesh extremely well as well I think that um, yeah the, the, the babyface qualities that you speak of, are to of from Tony are a bit different to Thunder Rosa's ones she's fiery she's, she's like her promo last night really exhibited all that I think they'd have great 
great chemistry as a maybe an outside pick, Nyla Rose. Her explosive spots are awesome and they might mesh really well as well. But, you know, there's difficulties. Maybe Nyla's turn and face. Who knows? Either way, looking forward to this Tony Storm run. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, up next, Joe C asks, uh, if you could travel to any WrestleMania, which one are you going to? Um, oh, X7, 17. I was going to give a really boring answer and say 17 as well. Well, should we come up with a different one because that's the obvious? Yes, let's do that. I mean, 30 is a strong candidate. I, I, I went. Sure. Oh, okay, there you go. I went to 30. It was an absolutely awesome time. Um, you know what's the most underrated WrestleMania of all time? If you look at like match range, match quality, how like good the builds were. Uh, it's 24. Like 24 is the most underrated WrestleMania of all time. You've got the emotional uh, turmoil of Flair and Michaels. You've got the best opener ever, apart from Brett Owen, obviously, because the Belfast Brawl was an absolute hoot. Um, Mayweather was priceless value against Big Show. You've got a really quintessentially great WWE style main events between Undertaker and Edge. I believe there was a really good uh, Money in the Bank ladder match on that show as well. 24 is incredible as a WrestleMania, so... 31 gets the buzz underneath yeah. that 1917 10 tier, but that's 24. I tell you what, not necessarily, not necessarily the whole show, but I would have loved to have been in that crowd for Rock Hogan as well. Yeah, yeah. 18. Obviously, you know Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan's a piece of trash. That match is incredible. Pure just conducting an orchestra stuff. Uh, next question, final one of the day, comes from Adam Hamilton. Says, morning, gents. With CM Punk now signaling for the AEW world title, what journey would you take to get to him? Uh, I am personally feeling Page versus Cole. Uh, Page wins it with CM Punk taking it at double or nothing and MJF taking it at all out. So this is something we spoke about, I believe, on the podcast yesterday. I uh, wanted to bring it to you because you've got some good thoughts on the lineage or the path of the AEW world title. Well, well, the thing I'm most interested in, right, is that on the surface, Hangman Page versus CM Punk is kind of a bad idea because CM Punk is ridiculously over and you would not want to tarnish how really over Hangman Page is as well because my read on the pulse here is that this crowd kind of likes Punk more than Hangman just a bit I know that Punk appears first um, but they just they adore him like it's yeah. genuine superstar stuff every time he opens up a dynamite um, but I know that AEW knows this as well and genuinely, Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk are two of the most intelligent pro wrestlers operating today in terms of how they build long-term stories, little nuances they put in their match. I think that match, on the surface, reads as a bit of a bad idea. I think they're going to craft a story in a match that will be one for the ages. I think that will be incredible. And I think Page wins. Mm. I think Page goes over CM Punk. There was a line in um, the promo last night on Dynamite where he said... I will, before I leave AEW, I will win it. That, to me, felt like a little tell of, like, I'm not winning it at the next pay, but it will happen. Sure. Um, what's phenomenal about the way that all the, um, the storylines in AEW are bubbling away and are arranged at the moment is that Wardlow kind of has to go over MJF, otherwise he could be considered a bust in the minds of the audience, but then that takes away the strongest heel draw and champion in um, Hangman Page's way basically what I'm arriving at here is that I've got no idea what they're doing but I've got ultimate faith in what it is that they eventually do I'm in the exact same boat my head canon fantasy booking personally for Andy Murray scenario CM Punk beats Hangman Page Eddie Kingston beats CM Punk in a revival of that feud short, concise, incredible MJF beats Eddie Kingston in his first defence within like two weeks via skullduggery 
So you've got the ultimate sympathetic guy getting screwed over by the ultimate dickhead. Um, Eddie gets his big moment, but he doesn't need a big ring. He just needs that one moment where we all probably cry, to be honest, because he's such an emotional guy and what he brings to the ring and everything else. So that's my headcanon, fantasy booking, whatever. It's not the correct use of headcanon, but I don't care. Let us know what you think in the comments section below. Also, you can get in touch with us at WhatCultureWWE. You can find Michael on Twitter at... M. Sidgwick. Find me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for hexadecimal. It's the random word beginning with H that I found in the dictionary this morning. Don't forget, tomorrow, it's bollocks hour, basically. We just talk rubbish. It's going to be great. So if you want to send me some ridiculous, stupid, nonsense, bad Twitter questions, do that tomorrow morning. When Not bad faith. Oh, Not Christ. bad faith. I will block you for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us guys we will have a picture of an alligator in the background tomorrow we will talk complete trash about the fiend eating a uh, gerbil or something i don't know bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.